1: Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox podcast with Tanny and Herb. Tanny and, Herb. Tanny and Herb. Hello, and
0: welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter. It is at Ecknerwall23. That is Lawrence spelled backwards, 2-3. And Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill. And our show is at Locked On Sox on Twitter, Instagram. And go to YouTube. Go and subscribe right now. Hit the notifications bell. And maybe you can win a Locked On White Sox prize pack. we have given out four of those so far. Maybe you'll be the next one. 312-566-8727 is the way you can leave us a voice message. Or go to LockedOnSox at gmail.com to leave a email. Without any further ado, it is Chris Tannehill. Chris, your evening. How is it going?
1: Fine. And Bill's? Fine as well. The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Dutch Turtle Bridge Division Street. Let's go. And we are brought to you by Locked on MLB Prospects Podcast. They're covering every future star of Major League Baseball. Host Aram Layton brings you player interviews and farm system breakdowns every day. Subscribe to Locked on MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This game is a silly game, Herb, because... You came out of the box, out of the open. This is locked on White Sox, you know, because they walk it off in game two. But had these two games been flipped, it would have been a little different. So it definitely leaves a a nice taste in in our mouths today. The Sox able to salvage a split, but let me just uh, disclose uh, with our listeners here a a text message, a an SMS message I got from my (laughs) uh, podcast partner and friend Herb Lawrence uh, uh, around eight thirty. This evening, Uh, I get a text from Herb. "Quote: Gonna get swept by the goddamn Twins." Now, that's not something you'd like to see, uh, as the game still had lots uh, to transpire yet. And uh, yes, Jose Barrios was dealing. And uh, Ronaldo Lopez was on the mound. And all of a sudden, it was the showcase game. Here's Ronaldo Lopez. How about Matt Foster? Here you go, National League, huh? What do you think? Um, so <laughs> that text I got from you, Herb, gonna yes. get swept. What what's going on here? Like, first of all, don't even act like you care if they would have gotten swept, as you're flagging down the dessert cart for presumably the second time of the day, as you were enjoying the game in the in the in the suites. Uh, down there on the lower level how was your experience on a night like last night in the suites her my goodness well it
0: wasn't my thing it was uh <laughs> Courtney her boss likes to enjoy games and she loves baseball and when she goes to baseball she can only enjoy them in the greatest fa- fashion <laughs> so she bought tickets. For the Guaranteed Rate Club, which is the former press box, by the second. By model.
1: the way, what a hypocrite! Because whenever we go to a game, we're like, you know what? Hey, let's go say what's up to uh, to Lennon DJ, or let's go see what Benetti's up to up there. Like we every single time. So everyone has their ways that they enjoy baseball. So it's a you know not to besmirch. No, I'm saying she. Yeah. No,
0: she she likes to have a great time, and she you know she doesn't. Like to sit anywhere. She'd like to sit where she's comfortable and then join the ballgame in the way she wants to enjoy it. I so she has disposable income. She does it. So she invited myself and Court well, Courtney and myself, and I was like, shit, I'm through. I, like we <laughs> just went to the game on Friday. I was like, man, I'm in. Give me a give me a ticket. But yeah, it's just like the old days when you went to Fridays with the Ranji um there at the guarantee rate club. I think it was called the Jim Bean Club at that time free food carving station at Mm. this time they had pork oh pork loin I think it was today um they had beggars which much better than I ever imagined it to be maybe I was really hungry but their sausage <laughs> pizza
1: today was just
0: hitting hard. I was like, hmm, this
1: beggars hey. is they're laying down on thick." We—that's what they say. We've never paid for Beggar's Pizza. So I was gonna say it's because the price must have been right, but the price has always been right for Beggar's Pizza for us because they've been a longtime Sox post-game sponsor since way back in the day. So I don't—I couldn't tell you what it's like to pay for a Beggar's. Aurelio's maybe I paid for once or twice. Uh, you know, uh, even though after you know we used to get them for free working the Bears games at BBM. But yeah, uh, Beggar's it hits, huh? That's that's good to hear um yeah what else did you partake in there In the uh, some some alcohol they had you know of course
0: you have all the free alcohol and drink and uh just regular beverages you can have so i started off real hard i went with some orange juice and some uh, tequila (laughs) uh, a couple of those and then took down one of these i think it was called like a a socks slammer or something like that. I forgot what it was called. It was really sugary sweet. I was like, got like two or three in. I was like, no, nah, I can't do it, son. Can't do it. <laughs> so I watered that down and gave it back to the uh, to the host and gave me a uh, White socks ale from Goose Island. I think oh, it's called delicious. the Golden Ale. Yes, deliciousness. Yeah, it worked out perfectly. So, yeah, I ate a lot of food. The view there, you get to either be in the actual guaranteed rate club, which is enclosed, or go out to the seats, which has a roof over it but you're open air and you could see the, the stadium perfectly we had seats right behind home plate it was you couldn't you couldn't beat these seats and so yeah the view was great dessert cart yes, was great dessert. we did not have a dessert cart but they oh. had dessert out the whole time pretty much <laughs> like like it was not a like a you know we didn't have the special turtle cakes or the the ice cream but they had uh what's it Cheesecake available all day long, cookies available all day long, Um, ice cream available all day long. You could just order things, too. Like they had snacks, whatever you wanted off of their their thing. And a waiter or waitress would bring it to your
1: seat. It was just awesome. Yeah, I'm really sorry. All that, gratis. Yeah, that's uh, on the honor. The Place of on the house. Yeah, I'm really sorry that you had to go through that and you didn't have the dessert cart. I mean, you you should have said you didn't if you didn't want to do the show tonight because you were dealing with these hard circumstances. I would have understood. I would have done the show myself because uh, it's a fun one to do here. The mm-hmm. Sox walking it off. Uh, let's set the tone here. I think uh, when, when you're talking about walking off the weird ass Minnesota Twins, weird ass Minnesota Twins. Let's let Len Casper take it away here. Here's the pitch. Sheets
0: with a. Bl- to right! It's gone! White Sox
1: win it! Oh, what a shot by Gavin Sheets.
0: It was never in question. Gavin Sheets on a 3-1 fastball, he let it go. That's why Tony La Russa let his kids play tonight. He had faith. He is being mobbed at home plate. They just dumped the entire Gatorade bucket on his head. And if he survives this, (laughs) he's going to be a happy man.
1: He absolutely massacred one to right. Really cool moment there. And you stayed for the whole thing. And Mm -hmm. what was that vibe like? That's the first time I ever... Remember, I think that's Hell's Bells they were playing there uh, during the walk off. Uh, the bell tolls for the Minnesota Twins uh, certainly feels that way, but I, I think that's a new thing they're doing. I've not seen a walk off in a, in many years, but uh, that's a, that's a, a different little thing they're doing. But what was the vibe in the park like as you're exiting? Because sometimes, like, not only is the moment awesome when you see it play out in front of you on the field, but like walking down the, the ramp to the parking lot. You know, I just I remember that game in late two thousand five. Where Joe Creedy walks off the the Cleveland Indians, and everyone's uh, chanting "Let's go White Sox" when you are going down the ramp. And sometimes you have that feeling that oh, this this could be a really special year. What was the vibe like in the park, uh, like you know, during that ninth inning, and then after that walk off? It was like weird because both of the games were the opposite of each other. So the first game, the White
0: Sox should have won, had dominant starting pitching from Lance Lynn. And then didn't just get any hits. They had the exact same amount of hits in the first game as in the second game, four hits. But with that home run, it's a totally different feeling. Like you were saying, Berrios in that second game, dominating, fastball, curveball, changeup. Everything was working for him up until, you know, he gave up the home run to Abreu and then later to uh, Moncada. And that, I was like, okay, that's all we're going to score good at bats, guys, two hits, um, that sucks. But you felt something. When Goodwin hits that sharp single to right field, you're like, all right, we're starting somewhere. We're doing something. Yeah, through, and then through, the, just- through
1: the shift, by the way, there's a nice piece of hitting by Goodwin, who everyone is... As we hear, we're probably not going to delve into it too much. But Luis Robert cleared for a rehab assignment beginning on Wednesday. Eloy coming back soon, so you're talking about a month from now. These two mm-hmm. guys will be back, and all the guys at the bottom end of the roster, are like, hey, hey, I want to stay, I want to stay. Everyone's doing their part. Like that was a great piece of hitting by Goodwin to start it started off there.
0: Yeah, and like Barrios lost it after that. He. Hit the next guy, and this is the seventh. I keep on saying the ninth all the time because you know, yeah, weird ass, weird ass (laughs) Minnesota Twins and the weird ass rules we have this year. But yes, like he lost it, like hits Andrew Vaughn. You're like, what's going on? He just lost it. He doesn't have anything there for anybody. And I was like, okay, here we go. Let's pinch hit or pinch run for Andrew Vaughn with Billy Hamilton. I was like, we're messing up here. What are we doing? And then Burials, those that wild pitch. I thought it hit Gavin Sheets initially, and I was like, "Why are we not going to first? And I'm lucky he didn't. And yeah,
1: I was mad he didn't try to sell it. Yeah, you know, but that's that yeah. goes to you know the type of makeup this kid has. Like you know, most guys would try and sell that maybe in that spot. I, I was ch- I was chastising him from my couch. I was like, "What are you doing, kid? Like at least try to sell it a little bit. Like it's a free base. You know what I mean? It walk's as good as a hit, but not as good as the hit that he eventually got.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so like he quietly looks at 3-0 in, and then he, you look at the replay in that 3-1 swing. Like, we knew it off the bat, the sound there. You had it right
1: there, right? You Right there in front of you, yeah. Oh,
0: my God. We knew immediately. I saw him just pretty much Cadillac it out of the box. He knew it. He knew it immediately, and then he got a little worried because it didn't travel as far as he thought it would, but I knew it. The ball was just massacred, but everybody walking down the ramp, or in the elevators, which oh, we did. Oh, that's they, right. That's right.
1: There's no ramp when you're when you're sitting with her Orange. Oh, ramp? Who? what's that? I have you, no idea. You,
0: <laughs> you commoners, come on. Um, but yes, while we're walking to the red line, we can hear the people going down the ramps, and they're, let's go, White Sox, really loud, hyped. Yep. And for a Monday afternoon doubleheader, it was a good crowd. I don't know what the announced crowd was, but... People were into it. I didn't like the way we we're doing in this sixth inning and in a game that was hanging in the balance. I'd never do. But the crowd, for the most part, was into the game. It was kind of boring in that second game because the White Sox weren't getting hit. And we we're getting shut down, for the most part, by Barrios, Eagles whatever, <laughs> however you say his name. Have and a couple more
1: tequila and orange juice, and you would be able to say it. over will right off burritos. the <laughs> There you go.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> but then yeah that that seventh inning energized everybody we went home happy because we got the split that we deserved um it was just a electric atmosphere these games are just about getting one or two wins you know it would be great to sweep the twins and we deserved it but marking off the calendar it looked like the uh, houston nationals were taking care of the cleveland indians you get a win yourself and then you gain a half a game uh, after winning one of the two games so it feels awesome to have that out of the thing out of the uh stadium everybody's happy everybody's getting on the l they're like man we're 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 setting up plans like oh what do you think about us getting this guy from the Cubs what do you think about us getting this guy from the Reds there was, there was a picture of a guy uh Cincinnati red Scouts like what was the red scout doing there uh oh Castellanos and so everybody's <laughs> speculating on Twitter, and I'm speculating with Courtney on the on the Red Line. Oh, what's a red guy there, Scout? Let's, let's go. Well, let's,
1: let's, let's think about the the big picture now. Let's go. Well, they were talking about on, on the broadcast last night about, you know, the you know, several scouts being there, more so, I think Dan Hayes was tweeting about it, more so for uh, for the Minnesota Twins, because they've got uh, you know, yes. it, the Reds thing doesn't make sense, you know, uh, they're talking about maybe dealing uh, Berrios and dealing Nelson Cruz away, which, you know, I kind of would be more inclined to have uh, at least Nelson Cruz stay put, and he can rot in Minneapolis as far as I'm concerned for the rest of 2021. <laughs> I, I don't want him to rot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I um, he, want him gone.
1: He, well, he deserves he deserves better, um, but you know a lot, a lot of people exactly. speculating. There's a teams that need a DH. You know, Tampa, Oakland are all potential suitors there. But they were saying, yeah, man, uh, the the scouts are were in the house for uh, for Berrios last night, and you Seven know,
0: games out. What are they trying to do in the, out there in Cincinnati? Yeah,
1: I don't know who who knows. But yeah, it would be great uh, if if that was if that was the case there. But yeah, man, like I I'm you know the thing is with those two guys, like I think you're gonna see. Berrios, and you're going to see crews in impactful spots. Hopefully both of them don't wind up in the American League uh, with with teams that you're competing with because that would really suck. Uh, that's why I hope they kind of stay put and we don't have to worry about them playing meaningful games against you once the postseason starts because that really terrifies me. Stop if you Stop me if you heard it before. But Nelson Cruz with a big home run uh, against the White Sox in Game One uh, at home, and uh, you know our guy Nash Walker. I don't know if you saw this. He uh, he fired off a, a fun tweet uh, after mm-hmm. that uh, in that first game. Name a better duo than Nelson Cruz and Guaranteed Rate Field which you know that you know rings true you know that checks out as far as i'm concerned and i certainly would have tweeted that if i were on his end um yeah. and then but the replies especially as, as the <laughs> evening has gone on a little bit here you gotta you get a couple of them here um you know what what, what, what are some uh, duos better than that and and some people say uh, the twins in the playoffs <laughs> 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 jose bautista and target field uh <laughs> salvi perez and J A hap <laughs> um you know the White Sox and wins, uh, 2002 Rick Reed and Jim Tomey. Um, and speaking Uh, of Jim Tomey, yeah, this was, yeah, Nash got more than he bargained for with that tweet, but it's still true. Uh, but you know, the replies are always, uh, you know, on full display here, but you mentioned, uh, on Twitter, I don't know if this was said in jest, but you said this was a, a makeup for 2010. That would be August 17th, 2010 sox at twins we've talked about this game as being a triggering ball game for us as sox fans um, Jim Tomey in the twins uniform walks off Matt Thornton uh, in the uh, in the White Sox and eventually this really the White Sox and in twins they were close you know this is a high leverage game and Jim Tomey walks it off and you go and see the the video on YouTube and you can see Ron Coomer laughing it up out there in right field where that ball lands as he was doing post game for the twins at the time and uh, it was it was one of the worst White Sox losses as I can remember the Sox score a run in the tenth inning of that game, and then the, the Twins come back with two of their own on that Tommy walk-off. And it was just one of those moments. Left-handed hitter, as soon as it you know jumps off the bat, you know it's gone, and your season is pretty much over. And the Twin season has been over for quite some time. But I'm not quite ready to to, to par- parallel the two. But anytime you can get a walk-off against the Twins, I'm here for it. Um, I you know I, I I'll take it. Let's be honest, because I wish that these games. I don't want to say I wish they meant more, but I feel like I'm not enjoying them as much against the Twins because they're such dog shit right now. And I I should be happy about that, to be honest with you, like, you know, to see their 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 demise. And they still got some talent there. But I guess I should enjoy I should take my own advice and enjoy the ride. But that was a funny comp that you made with those two games. I I, I think Twins fans aren't feeling quite as deflated as Sox fans felt on that night in 2010.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that they don't feel like, oh, man, the White Sox beat us. They're like, fine. Is there one cares? guy? It's like, well, that's just, it.
1: The season's over now. <laughs> like, it,
0: just <laughs> feel, it just feels better. It's like, okay, great. We get a better draft pick next year, yeah. and they can stop pretending like they have a chance, and Burrios can get out of here quicker. That'd be great. So, you know, whatever. I'm sure that the Twins are not crestfallen after that loss. I, mean, <laughs> I would be not, you know, if... To have a doubleheader sweep of the White Sox who are at the top of your division, i if that was the the opposite where the White Sox at the bottom and we can go to Minnesota and sweep them and make them maybe hurt a little bit for their playoff chances, I would feel good. And, you know, I'd be firing off some tweets to some people up there <laughs> in Minnesota. But, yeah, whatever. They're like, you know. It sucks. No one on Minnesota sports radio is going to get mad, and no one's going to be typing uh, angry letters to Rocco Waddelli
1: tomorrow. (laughs) Um, Chris Kampka noting this, and I remember, like, if you would have quizzed me, when's the last time the White Sox walked off a starting pitcher, uh, I, I would remember the game I remember that night it was Sunday night baseball Carlos Quinton off John Lackey I think it was a mm. two two to one game that night on Sunday night in 2008 and both runs coming off the bat of Carlos Quinton home runs as he walks off John lackey there so that that's a fun tidbit and an odd one with the the odd seven inning games last night and a quick note about these seven inning games do you think managers are are oversimplifying it here because you saw Lance Lynn left in there to ultimately to give up the re- the lead to uh, Nelson Cruz in the 7th in game 1 and you see Berrios uh, lose the lead in game two and you know suffer the the tough luck loss even though he gives up the five runs it looks a lot worse in, in the box score but do you think managers are oversimplifying this like oh it's just only it's only seven innings let me go ahead and try and save my bullpen and you can go all all seven if you would please like i i don't like that i didn't love it when they when tony did it for lance lynn i thought what you can't have liam hendricks come on in you had him pitch a uh, uh, relatively meaningless game the day before and it was a non-safe situation against the Astros, and now you're telling me you can't roll him out there for an inning here? Like, I, I don't understand that. And I think maybe this is a baseball-wide thing where managers are so cautious – about saving their bullpens, especially when you know you have a, another game coming up. But there's no excuse, really, for the Rocco Baldelli other than the bullpen sucks. But, yeah, what do you, what do you make of that, these starters being left in? I, you know, Obviously, when your pitcher pitches a, a gem like Dylan ceased did earlier against the Tigers, you're like, oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, keep him in there. Let him go. But I, I don't love that, especially when you're talking about uh, a situation where you have a lead and you should be able to lock it down with a, with one arm out of the bullpen.
0: Yeah, I was the opposite on Lance Lynn. I was questioning, I was asking Courtney, I was like, so what do you do here if the White Sox don't score in the bottom of the seventh? Do you bring Lance Lynn back? I think he was somewhere in the high, nine, high 80s, low 90s pitches at the time at the end of the seventh, doing well, giving up that solo home run to Nelson Cruz and I think the sixth. But I was like, maybe you bring him back out. He's a big bastard. He wants the ball and you bring him back out for the eighth. But, of course, it brought off Gavin Sheets, and I was fine with the move, too. It wasn't like a move that I was like, OK, Tony's fucking up. But, yeah, um, for Barrios to pitch that seventh, the bottom of the seventh for the, versus the White Sox, I was questioning it a little bit. It was like, Johan just murdered a ball in the sixth inning. He's pitched well. He's given up two hits. Yeah, your bullpen is not great, but might as well go with them. They did a great job in the first game. How about you go back to them and see if you can get a a save right there. These guys are seeing Orioles uh, for the third time through the order. Maybe they're going to see him a little bit better, especially at a game-ending situation. They always say outs 25, 26 and 27 are the toughest. In this case, what is it? The 18, 19 and 21, 18, 19, 20, 21. I can't even count. <laughs> 19, 20 and 21 outs are going to be the toughest in a 7-inning game. So <laughs> I don't know maybe you're just a different pitcher when the the pressure's on there yeah and you fall apart and that's what Berrios did he did not locate in that seventh inning
1: yeah it was the strangest thing man he had to use a complete command of that breaking ball all evening and then all of a sudden he just lost the feel for it in the worst possible time um, we'll empty out the notepad and go over some of the other takeaways from this doubleheader next here on Lockdown White Sox this episode of Locked On White Sox is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com you know with all the ever-increasing makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car is ever going to need. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your car an LX or an EX? Well, I don't know. Let me go out and look. And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Look, the reality is when you go to rockauto.com and find your auto parts there, you're going to save time and money when you use our friends at rockauto. So why Why choose to pay 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or, God forbid, your dealership? For example, the Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 at a chain store, but only $216 at rockauto.com. See what I'm talking about? And they're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers like you and I for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are always going to be reliably low for every single customer. And they've got everything too. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. I know I'm hitting the road soon going up north. I'm going to check and make sure my car has everything it needs. And I'm going to do that by going to rockauto.com. Check them out. Won't you explore their e easy to use website and find the solution for your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com that's the thing about the game like that one in the, in the nightcap. there you have all these things that you need when you take aggressive notes during a game and things you want to hit during the post game recap as we're doing now uh and then you kind of just rip it all up when you have a, a just an amazing walk off like that but there are a few things here uh on on my notes i think when you go back to that game one because it was a really frustrating game uh, that was an easily winnable game, but sometimes you just you know you lose the games like that, and it's fine, and it is what it is. But I think the biggest takeaway that I had from game one is the the, the roster screaming at Rick Hahn, who was up in the in the uh, the press area, or the, his suite or whatever he was in today. I saw photos, people on Twitter. The roster was screaming at him. We need a right handed arm out of this bullpen. And I know Kopeck's okay. been great coming out. And I, I don't even hate the fact that you bring in Ryan Burr uh, in that inning there because you figure, okay, he, if he's going to do anything, he's going to roll up a, a ground ball to Nelson Cruz, a good double play candidate. Does a nice job breaking his bat. You know, he's able to get the tying, uh, the go ahead run in. In that situation, but he he breaks his bat and doesn't you know give up hard contact to Nelson Cruz. It's not the exact result you wanted, but he's able to get out of Garrett Crochet's jam. But I think that's the biggest need still for this team, um, as we're still trying to figure out what Gavin Sheets is going to provide from the left-handed side, and you know the, these things. And you get Robert and Jimenez back. I think I still think the biggest need. Uh, is the right-handed arm in the bullpen. What What do you think there? It would have been nice to have someone to go up against Nelson Cruz with a little better stuff and not just hoping that Ryan Burr, who's been great, not just hoping that he can roll up a, a double play ground ball. Grant, maybe that would have been a situation for Liam Hendricks to come in. He's the best stuff up from the right-handed side probably in terms of nastiness uh, in, in that bullpen. But what do you think? Right-handed arm still uh, number one target for Rick Hahn here as we get close to the deadline? <laughs>
0: number one no but i think hmm see it's hard i would be pissed if he did not get a right-handed reliever but i think a second base replacement is more pressing in my eyes but i I hear what you're saying like so if they didn't get a second baseman at the trade deadline i'm like fine but if they didn't get a right-handed reliever I'll be like, oh, my God, what the hell? What are we doing? We're just allowing this to happen. Yeah. We haven't had Michael Kopek do a back-to-back start, high leverage, or had back-to-back relief appearance, high leverage, where he's going to be counted on in the playoffs. So if we're going to use him in that role, and that's the right-handed reliever we're counting on, we need to start doing this. And I was very surprised that Liam Hendricks was seemingly unavailable for tonight. I mean, we're throwing out there with foster we're throwing cody hoyer was out available Mm -hmm. aaron bummer was available but no liam hendricks i don't maybe if we're going to the eighth inning there we're gonna see him liam hendricks in the bottom of the eighth but i was very surprised in that first game that he didn't show up so maybe that one inning just wore him out on sunday so yeah i don't get it like because
1: he didn't have to pitch that inning sunday it doesn't make sense you know like you threw him out there in a non-save situation and under the guys yeah under the guys of getting him work and then you know, you don't throw them out there the next day. It it, it baffles me. Um, another Wait, So, so I, it's a confusing thing where I, I'm saying,
0: like, it's not the number one pressing issue. But also, I would be pissed if they didn't get one because they're not using their relievers in this regard. Yeah. And they need a guy. They need a shutdown guy. And Evan Marshall would have been the perfect guy, but he's hurt. And he's not having a great year this year otherwise either.
1: Well, to your point, like Evan Marshall gets hurt and he was starting to become a guy that you trust again, you know, not quite back to 2020 form where he was in a lot of high leverage roles. But, you know, that goes to your point of like at any point you can lose one of these guys. And all of a sudden, what if you're down another right handed arm and you're already short that that's why you can never have enough of these guys, I think. So that's why I think Rakan's got to make it happen. But I see what you're saying too about the second base spot, especially if you get a left-handed bat like Escobar or Frazier. Like that would really provide a great offensive dynamic. And you would think it wouldn't cost a ton, at least, to get Eduardo Escobar. Like I don't know what the holdup there is. You know, it's been weeks seemingly since John uh, Bob Nightingale tweeted that tweet. About him on his way to the White Sox, you know, he just had a home run, you know. So I don't understand what's going on there, but it would be a really great fit. And you know, I, I know that the Diamondbacks are trying to hold up Rick Hahn, but Rick Hahn is the one with the ski mask, my friends. Let's ask uh, you know Mike Rizzo and the Nationals in 2016 about about the ski mask, okay? So it is what it is. Rickon's not going to be shaken down by anyone. Uh, so he just you know, no one's made any deals yet, really. So, you know, just you play the waiting game here and see how it unfolds. But, uh, you know, you uh, had some thoughts about uh, Ronaldo Lopez. Uh, it, what an inspiring effort by Ronaldo Lopez. Three innings pitch, two hits, two runs, yeah, one earned. And uh, with the walk, three strikeouts did give up the home run. Uh, in that one. But yeah, just I don't know what that was. Um, I thought he would have been out there longer. I, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like, to be honest with you, it was just, it was so unnecessary to throw out Ronaldo Lopez in that game there. But it, I guess it worked. He pitched okay. You know, maybe that's a, a, a building block there because you're going to rely on a lot of guys to get you through a championship season. But I just, I don't get it. Like, if there's not another guy that you can showcase, like, you know, I, Give me Jonathan Stever again, you know? Give, give, mm-hmm. give me Jimmy Lambert, you know? So I don't know what it is there, but, you know, the, the Lopez thing is a weird one, a weird call. Like the, the I think even Jason Badenny mentioned in that game, like, it's not often that you see the, the, the 27th man up during a doubleheader mm-hmm. be your first man out of the bullpen. It was just an odd usage of guys in that second game.
0: I don't know if they're, like... Let's get him some positivity. Yeah, he just had a, threw a zero up there. Finally, out of the three innings of work, <laughs> threw a zero up there. Let's get him out. Talk to him. Say, hey, man. All right, job. This is a building block. We're going to get you to the next one. And if that's what they're doing, babying him to make sure that he stays ready. And I don't know. I don't. There's no way I can think of their showcasing him for somebody else. Yeah, they've seen this guy for a long time. He's the guy that he is. So now they're probably doing reclamation project. Hey, we've done this with Carlos Rodan. And I know Carlos Rodan has had a track record of being actually good at the major league level. So it's a different type of situation. But that's the only thing I can see where they're like, All right, let's get his ass out of this game. He's going to fuck it up in the fourth and we bring him back out there. That's the second time through. Now we're good. And. And I know they call it an unearned run where he uh, gets yeah. that run up in the first inning, but That's he caused it. Dumb. He threw that bat ball down <laughs> fucking first base, and it was terrible. So yeah, so I call those as two earned runs for him. I said it was a not bad performance by <laughs> Ronaldo Re- Re- uh, Lopez, and they probably saved him from himself.
1: Yeah, very inspiring effort from Ronaldo. Did you know? Herb that uh Jose Barrios and uh and Ronaldo Lopez are the same age. No way! <laughs> That's, I was driving around. I went to the Jules uh, to get some coffee creamer there uh, before the rally, and I uh, heard uh, Lennon DJ talking about how those guys were the same age. And it goes to show you, you can never give up on a guy. We could have our, our twenty-seven. Our, our, we, we could have our very own uh, Jose Barrios and Renato Lopez. Well, I in, it. Uh, <laughs> great, <I> mean, <laughs> little lake. Yeah, thinking on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you've
0: been here forever, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and I'm not. Mad, I mean, it's weird for me to be mad at the guy it's not like Ronaldo Lopez is not trying but also at the same time they keep on trying to stick Ronaldo Lopez down our throats and we're like (laughs) we got it he's not good (laughs) and that's fine if you want to keep a guy who's got high 90s fastballs and you see the stuff it's superior it's great but then you know he's himself it doesn't work and maybe a change of scenery he'll become somebody else I don't think one White Sox fan would be like you gave up Ronaldo Lopez too early. No, I like, hey, congratulations, Ronaldo Lopez. You found some success somewhere else. Do it's, your thing?
1: Yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't even know if they've ever even tried to make him a reliever to see. I, you know, I guess when you have someone that's got the inconsistent, you know, mechanics like like he does, I don't know if that's if that's an off the table thing. But uh, yeah, man, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll preview tomorrow's show next here on Locked On White Sox. Lockdown on White Sox is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Herb and I will be hosting the Lockdown White Sox room soon. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation as you listen to us every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with us, and may even have a chance to be featured on the Locked on White Sox podcast through our Green Room conversations. So go download the Green Room app now for free. Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and sports. I can't wait to join you guys on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Lockdown White Sox squad is ready. Download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Next game Sox and Twins. Dallas Keuchel's on the bump for the Sox, 7-3 with a 4-2-5 against Bailey Ober. Bailey, Bailey. he's 1-1 with a 5-4-5 earn run average. We will recap that one as long as the game is still not going on. That will be posted on midnight tomorrow morning. So looking forward to that one. But uh, that's all I got. Luis Roberts coming back soon. Hopefully rehab start on Wednesday. Exciting times to be a White Sox fan.
0: Yeah, it is. And that is Chris Tannehill. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Tannehill. My name is Herb Lawrence. I'm a little hoarse. I've been drinking a lot tonight, guys. So Sorry about the episode. I hope you're oh, out fun. there. And for that one gentleman who correctly pointed out that Ronaldo Lopez did pitch in relief effort a couple days ago. The game that I was at, actually, two innings, and he pitched scoreless ball. So, yes, I will correct myself there. Thank you for the pointing that out. And but corrected, yes.
1: corrected me. Yeah, I missed that one when I, when I was unplugging up there. Raylo got in, huh? Got in a little yeah. bit.
0: Yeah, he was doing well. And so... My name is Herb Lawrence, Ecton 23. The show is at Locked on Socks. Go and subscribe on YouTube right now. Go there because we're going to have a lot more content there, and maybe you can win a Locked on Socks prize pack. 312-566-8727. And thank you, folks, for showing Sean and Mike Rankin. A lot of love on the week that we're gone we're still number one. Ah, always yes. going to be number one, goddammit, Because <laughs> you guys are always checking for us and always listening for us, so we're making us the number one
1: Lockdown Socks MLB podcast. Thank you very much. Absolutely, man. Much appreciated. That was good. That was good news uh, to see those guys uh, be a part of helping us up, and they did the the lion's share of the shows last week, and they were, they were able to get us to number one. So we thank uh, Sean Anderson and Mike Rankin. You know, give those guys a follow if you would. But yeah, man, we'll be back tomorrow. That's all I got. And that is Chris Tannehill. My name is Herb Lawrence. Thank you for joining us on Locked on Sox.